All right, good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Wednesday. It's November the 24th of 2021. Glad you guys are up with us this morning. Why are you looking at me weird? Well, your your beard. Uh, are you doing No Shave November? What's wrong with it? Well, it might be the the fluffiest it's ever been. Is that good? I've just, I mean, it's very, um, I see your beard today. You can see it. Yeah. This is fantastic. I mean, did you put some color in it? No, I didn't put color in it. Oh. It, might, it might be bronzer. But, oh. But you can actually see it? Yeah. This is fantastic. Yeah, I know. I had a conversation, a text conversation with my mom last night. She was talking about how she really likes me in the glasses. And I said, Mom, the good thing about the glasses is it kind of breaks up the fact that I have nothing else on my face. I can't grow hair on my head, can't grow it on my cheeks. Huh. Basically, I'm just like a walking egg. Oh, well, so. Humpty Dumpty. I'm just kidding. You said egg. That's, that's what a, came that to is, my mind. That's not the good egg. Oh, I would okay. rather not be Humpty Dumpty. Uh, I don't know any other eggs. Sorry. Oh, appreciate that. So as we look at today, we're the day before Thanksgiving. We're the day where a lot of people are going to travel, where a lot of people are going to start prepping food. So be prepared for this. Be prepared for family and chaos. I know we're supposed to give thanks and we're supposed to be <laughs> so happy about this. But literally, like this next month is the most stressful time of the year. It really, I, I know oh, what you mean. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what can we celebrate today? Here's things you can do today. You can celebrate uh, sardines today. It's National Sardines Day. One of the ways they describe this, it's a, it's a silver little fish that might not swim to your plate, but they Ew. sure do pack on the flavor. That's uh, No, thank you. It's also National Tie One On Day. I thought that meant something like, you know, go have a couple drinks. Yeah. But it's actually a, to signify the apron and the work oh. that says you tie on the apron. And it's also drinks giving today, which I didn't even know what this was. And maybe we've talked about this in the past, but I don't remember it. So the deal is on drinks giving. A lot of people travel back to their hometown. And what happens uh, the night before Thanksgiving is a lot of people decide they're going to go back out with their buddies, the people they don't see very often, and have a couple of drinks and catch up. Okay. So drinks giving. If hmm. you're traveling and you're going to be around your old friends, that's something you could do today. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Like if you could just like imagine you get your best friends all together in one spot and it's just like everybody chills out and has fun and talk about old times. And that's the best stuff to Mm -hmm. talk about, you know, the glory days. So anyway, welcome to Wednesday, November the 24th. Let's throw one back on this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the year was 2007 and Dirk Bentley had the number one song in country music on this day. It was 14 years ago today that this song right here was the number one song in the world of country music. It's free and easy, down the road I go. Derek Bentley, number one in 2007. Let's go. Ain't no telling where the wind might blow. Oh no. Free and easy, down the road I go. Living life like a Sunday stroll. Free and easy, down the road I go. Yeah, man, one time around. I'm 
enjoy the ride. One shot, one opportunity. They gave an emblem. 2007, Dirk Bentley was number one with this song. I could make a million or wind up broke. Huh. Free and easy down the road I go. Can't take it with you when you go. So free and easy down the road I go. Someday I know it's gonna take me home. Oh yeah. So free and easy down the road I go. Give me a yeehaw, Kelly. That's good. If you'd have told young Kelly that eventually on the radio she'd be at a country station doing yeehaw, she'd probably told you were crazy. She would Here we are today. Dirk Bentley, free and easy down the road I go, number one on this day in 2007. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Hi, good morning. Welcome to Wednesday. It's November the 24th. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas. Brandon Baxter in the mornings. Gotcha gossip. All right, gotcha gossip today on the 64th annual Grammy Awards. They announced the nominees for the Grammy Awards and uh, leading the pack with eight nominations is the man himself, Justin Bieber. And I'll be right here with you so Bieber has eight. Her has eight. And Doja Cat also has eight nominations. So, again, Bieber, her, and Doja Cat have the most in second place as far as the most nominations. You have seven nominations for Billie Eilish. And seven nominations, too, for Olivia Rodrigo. saw Olivia Rodrigo's social media, but she celebrated with the cake and she yeah. was all excited about the fact that she got the nominations, which for her, that's a huge mm-hmm. deal. Like, I mean, coming out of the, right out of the gate with yeah. that many nominations for the Grammys. Uh, one guy who's not happy about the Grammy nominations is Machine Gun Kelly. Now we're in the backseat of the black car going home. Evidently he didn't get any nominations and he doesn't think that is right. With uh, a cool record though, Jay-Z picked up three nominations this year giving him a lifetime total of 83 nominations for Grammy Awards, which is an all-time record for Jay-Z. Me, I'm out there Bed-Stuy, home of that boy Biggie. Now I live on Billboard, and I brought my boys with me. Say what up to Tata. So the Grammy Award nominations are out, and Justin Bieber, Doja Cat, and her, they lead the pack. Gotcha gossip on Michael Strahan. So Michael Strahan announced on Good Morning America that in just a few weeks, he's going to board Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin spaceship and blast off into orbit. So he's going to be part of a six-person crew that goes up on December 9th. This will also make him the tallest person in space that's ever been in space at 6'5". So the current record is held by two former U.S. astronauts who were 6'4". But a father and son will also be part of the crew, making them the first parent-child duo in space. Plus, Laura Shepard Churchley, the daughter 
daughter of the first American in space, Alan Shepard, will also be on the trip. Wow. So again, Michael Strahan, the, the next person that will experience space in the Blue Origin spaceship on December 9th. I got you gossip today on Jimmy Fallon. He's about to launch a new show. It's called That's My Jam. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be like a comedy show, a variety show. Of course, he's going to use music and games because, you know, he likes that kind of stuff. But we have a sneak peek at what they're going to do. And one of the games they're playing is called the Mixtape Medley. And the people he has competing against each other are Ariana Grande (laughs) and Kelly Clarkson. So basically, it's a deal where they hit a button and all of a sudden it pops up. uh, Like the the category is Pop Divas. They hit a button and then the the contestants have to sing a song with the backing of the band, right? So you have Ariana, you have Kelly Clarkson, and... You know, I started watching this clip this morning, and I'm sitting here going, these are two of the best female uh, voices in music. And just the fact that they were able to segue so quickly into these different deals. So I'll kind of walk you through what they're doing. It's going to start off with Ariana Grande and her deal. When they hit the button, it pops up that she has to do Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. Again, we start with Ariana. Here comes Kelly Clarkson with Shania. Ariana has to do Cher. It's a medley. Back to back. It's pretty cool, man, to watch them just go back to back. And this isn't like a a cut in between. It's like one song starts and they have to be ready to go. If you want to watch the video, uh, it's on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon YouTube channel. Uh, The show is going to be called That's My Jam. And again, it's going to be on NBC. And it starts on Monday, November the 29th. So this coming Monday, we get to see That's My Jam from Jimmy Fallon featuring Kelly Clarkson and Ariana Grande. And of course, every morning here on Brandon Baxter in the morning, we... Gotcha gossip. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Number of things I was reading this morning. Can I kind of catch you up? Because we're doing the breakfast club. So yeah. uh, one thing I was reading this morning that made me kind of emotional was something I saw on Twitter. Um, there is uh, a deal. Let me just read you. I don't want you to see it yet. Uh, this says, and again, this is a quote from Twitter. This is my last day on earth as I'm going over the rainbow bridge. I have fought Cushing's disease, intestinal problems, failing hearing and sight, and 85% loss of my legs. Mom and dad have carried me everywhere, but my favorite spot was in the chair with mom. Mm. I'm Molly. Mm-mm. What is and it? it's a picture of oh, Molly. Oh, well, that's great, Brandon. I got emotional looking at that. Aww. Because I'm sitting here thinking this poor dog. It's a wiener dog. Yeah. It's about to, you know. Mm-hmm. And obviously they're doing it for the right reasons, but yeah. still, that is sad. Been there. Yeah. So Ugh. that's on... Uh, <laughs> That's on Twitter this morning. Tell me something else. Hurry up. Uh, you want something positive? <laughs> uh, let's see here. What's positive? If you have a White Castle anywhere near you, if you're listening on the podcast, uh, I don't think there's any White Castles uh, really in this part of the country, but up north there's mm-hmm. more White Castles. Because I think it's like Crystal and White Castle kind of split mm-hmm. the country. Uh, White Castle has some classic stuffing stuff. Check this out. They have a bacon jalapeno cheese slider stuffing. Mm-hmm. So it's like the stuffing, but the bacon jalapeno cheddar. Or there's one. That's Southwest Jalapeno Cheese. Oh, spicy. That sounds even better, right? 
If you're going to a Thanksgiving thing tomorrow or today or Friday, whichever time you're going to celebrate, they say there's practical things you can take to other people's homes, like utensils. Yeah. You can take those. You can take takeout containers. Ooh, that would help a lot. Kind of helpful, but that's also expensive. Uh, you can also take toilet paper. <clears throat> so <laughs> bring your own roll of toilet paper. <laughs> I'm just not sure. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you if I come to your house for Thanksgiving, <laughs> I ain't, ain't going to do that. I'll be out. I'll have to Absolutely. run to the store or something. <laughs> right. I'm not going to dumb and dumber somebody else's place. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They, yes. Oh, the, the toilet's broken. What? Huh? They also were talking about, uh, like, we've talked about favorite Thanksgiving sides, right? And I've told you mine and you've told me yours. But they were asking people their least favorite side dish. And candied yams was number one. Uh, number two, and this one hurt my feelings this morning. Green bean casserole was number two. <laughs> I figured that would hurt you. You love it. That's all you talk about is green bean casserole. And all I think about is just plopping a cream of mushroom soup and mixing it with beans. Yeah, but when you do it right, and but it it's tastes peppery good. and it's salty no, and you have the, uh, the onions on top. You're right. You're right. And so I'm glad that you're going to go ahead and make fun of that because when I went to the store, I bought a double batch of that stuff. <laughs> Because to me, it goes too fast. <laughs> no, I get it. And I do like it. But as a kid, that was the last thing that I wanted. But now I like it. I wonder if they were a different color if people like them better. Like it's because they're green. Well, they're green. And then you got the mushroom and cream of chicken in there. It's just like. It's still good. Yeah. I don't care. So the least favorites, candied yams. Then it's green bean casserole. Then it's cranberry sauce, which I also like. That Oh, I forgot that. <gasps> I wonder if there's any Son left. of a gun. You're going to have to go today. I forgot that. I didn't want to have to go back. Oh, <laughs> it's bad. Not the day before Thanksgiving. <laughs> yep. Oh, I forgot foil too. Yeah. You have to have that. Also, sweet potato casserole made the list of the least favorite side dishes. But as we hmm. get you up and get you ready, Thanksgiving and food, the food holiday of the year is happening tomorrow. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the holiday of food is tomorrow. It's Thanksgiving. We're excited about that. All the eating. I wish I could just eat and not have to worry about anything else, like paying for it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Started to make the list of things I need from the store. And this is so dumb because I ran to the store yesterday with the whole vision that I wouldn't have to go to. Me too. You went too? Yes. How was it for you? (laughs) I mean, okay, so I thought it would be a little bit worse, right? But it was like the people who were there, even though it wasn't as busy as like a Sunday after church, it seemed like they had never been there before. <laughs> there was a lot of confusion. And, and some of the people who have made the traditional meal for the last 70 years, <laughs> they don't move very fast. Yeah. I'm like, come on now, this, this place, I don't want to be here forever. And I know you're probably not the person that does this, but I was in a store yesterday and there was people waiting on uh, cream cheese. And they were waiting on the Philadelphia cream cheese. And there was a bunch of, you know, like a different brand there. Mm -hmm. But there was people waiting for the back to bring out the actual cream cheese. Because she was saying that her stuff wouldn't taste the same without the... And I I wanted to say, let me let you talk to somebody I know. Tastes the same unless they're Oreos. But yeah, but even stuff like that, people waiting for, for, you know, the employees to bring more food out, more ingredients out because they were out or whatever. I'll give you a heads up too. If you go to the normal spot where you would typically find it, like I was looking for sage because you have to have that yeah. for your for your dressing or your stuffing or whatever. Uh, in the in the spice area, it wasn't there. It was like the empty thing, and you can see where it was supposed to be. And I'm like, son of a gun, I'm gonna have to go somewhere else. 
But if you go to the end caps, a lot of times they're trying to be smart, and they have, of course, you know, the stuff yeah. on the end caps as well, or the center aisle stuff. And I was able to find sage. The other thing I was worried I wasn't going to find were those onions for the green bean casserole, but gotcha. I found those. So what did I say I need to need? Foil. Sage. I have that. Oh, wait. Cranberry sauce is the other one. The wrinkles. The wrinkles, like the ocean spray or whatever. I don't want to, I don't want to see real cranberries. No, we, we just want to slice the, <laughs> the can one. Yeah, and just cut it, and nobody else eats that. But I think it's a good, like, palate cleanser in between things. Like, it kind of, it's a little bit bitter and tart, and then okay. all of a sudden, boom, it kind of cleans your palate, and you can go to the next thing. I'm not a big food... Gordon Ramsay over here. not a big food mixer guy, but I think the cranberry sauce is a great palate cleaner. Okay, all right. <clears throat> but my biggest issue, though, because, um, I, like I've said, and I complain about making the meal because it's a lot, but it's also my favorite meal to make because I love it. I like I love the food, and I don't typically eat the stuff except on Thanksgiving. So I really enjoy it. The issue I had is I bought a, a turkey over the weekend, right? And I thought, gosh, if I put it in the fridge now, plenty of time to thought. Because typically I do like two days before Thanksgiving and I'm freaking out. Right. So I figure if I go five days before, six days before, I'm good. Well, my turkey's so big, <laughs> that sucker's not, it's not thawing fast enough. And I don't know what I'm going to do. Do you know how many pounds it is? 25. <gasps> it is. There's no. No, it's true. <laughs> is that dumb? Is that dumb? Are you wanting leftovers for a really long time? Um, make some well, stew. I was just inviting whoever wanted to come over. Yeah, <clears throat> but it's twenty five pound turkey, which the the little thing on it says it takes six or seven days, and I don't think it's going to work. Uh-oh. So today I'm going to have to try to do the deep, uh, the quick uh, defrost. You just use your breath. That is disgusting. That is gross. Yeah. No, you put it in water, but you have to change the water often, like every thirty seconds. Not thirty seconds. <laughs> 30 minutes. Man, you're going to need some help. <laughs> I said, Leslie, because we have a really big sink. You've seen our sink in yeah, the kitchen, uh-huh. right? What do you call it? Like a, it's like a one sinker. It doesn't have the divider. It's, it's a, a trough. It's like, yeah. It's big, right? Uh, I can't remember what you call that kind of sink. But I was like, Leslie, we can't fill this up over and over every 30 minutes all day. She's like, what if we put the turkey in Kai's bathtub? You know what? That's not a bad idea. So I'm not going to refill the bathtub all day. <laughs> then, what gonna gonna do? then what are you going to do? Then what are you going to do? Get a bucket. A bucket. I need a bucket to put my turkey in, and every 30 minutes I'll change the water until it's thawed. You're still going to have to change the water and move the bucket. You might as well just do it in the sink. I'm not doing No, the sink is too much water. Oh. Do you realize how many gallons that would be? Why don't you just let the, um, just rotate the turkey as the hot water hits it? No. Like a rotisserie. No, you can't do that. It has to, it has to defrost in cold water, and it has to stay cold. Hmm. It's a, it's a hard thing. So if, if you guys, or like me, maybe anybody has advice on that. If you have some way that I can defrost this turkey, because there's parts of it that feel like it's starting to defrost, but again, it's like 25 pounds. So in the very center of it, there's a chance when you cut into the, the center of the breast of the turkey, it could be a little cold. It could be icicles. Oh. So it could be a mess. If anybody knows how I can do that fast, give me some advice on that. I'd appreciate that. You can tweet me, Brandon, on BBITM. You can... Uh, go to my socials, Brandon Baxter in the morning on Facebook and on Instagram. So if anybody has an advice, any advice, I'd appreciate that. But the one thing I think about this, and I know it can be stressful. I know we're going to be traveling and family and all the stuff that makes it stressful. The thing I want you to remember is that Thanksgiving is a special time. And Jimmy Walker used to say dynamite. Is a special night. Jimmy Walker <laughs> used to say dynamite. That's right. Turkey with 
with gravy and cranberry. Can't believe the Mets traded Daryl Strawberry. <laughs> turkey for you and turkey for me. Can't believe Tyson gave that girl beef. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanksgiving <laughs> is a special time. Dynamite. There's Adam Sandler right there for you. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. So Little Caesars has $6 hot and ready pizzas where you don't have to wait. You just walk in. Usually they have plenty. The crucial part of that statement being usually. Well, 63-year-old guy in Knoxville named Charles Jr. walked into a Little Caesars around 9 o'clock p.m. to get a hot and ready pizza. But there weren't any. The cashier told him he'd have to wait 10 minutes for one, so Charles got very upset and demanded free breadsticks. <laughs> well, then he went outside to wait. Now, it's not clear if he waited the full 10 minutes or not, but he made sure he got his pizza when he came back in by arming himself with an assault rifle. Do what? The reports was that it, they, they're claiming it was an AK-47. Oh, my Well, gosh. he walked in with a gun, pointed it at an employee named Kimberly, and said, I want my pizza. Well, then another employee tried to leave, but Charles stopped him and said, where do you think you're going? Well, a customer in front of him ended up giving him her pepperoni pizza to kind of yeah. defuse the situation. So he was gone by the time the police got there, but they tracked him down. Oh. So now he's facing four counts of aggravated assault, plus one count of aggravated kidnapping, probably because he wouldn't let the employee leave. Wow. One report said he could face 15 to 60 years in prison. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, speaking of hot and ready pizzas... I lost my pizza cutter. You did? Yeah, so instead, I used my Brian Adams CD, and you know why. Now cuts like a knife. Oh, Aha! Gosh, that is yeah. not. But it feels so right. Because it cuts like a knife. Yeah! Cuts like a knife. There you go, some Brian Adams for you this morning. Cut your pizza with a Brian Adams CD. There you go. And there's even more proof that people are crazy. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to you. Uh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Wait. Happy birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today. It's Wednesday, November the 24th of 2021. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Penny Wilson of Tyronza, turning 51 years old today. So happy birthday, Penny. Matthew Carr of Jonesboro celebrates. Derek Power in Bentonville. Derek Moses of Van Buren has a birthday. Sasha Hurst of Jonesboro. Candy Swope. Of Jonesboro, Stephanie Nichols is celebrating today, as is Derek Houston from Wynn, who celebrates too. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say happy birthday to all y'all, and you celebrate with these celebrities. Peyton Meyer is 23. That's Lucas on Girl Meets World. Sarah Highland is 31. That's Haley on Modern Family. Catherine Heigl is 43. She's on Grey's Anatomy. Stephen Merchant is 47. He co-created the British version of The Office. Dwight Schultz is 74. That was Murdoch on The A-Team. Oh, my goodness. Did you watch that? I did. I like that show. I Mr. T, man. That was yes. big. And happy birthday today to Chad Taylor, who is 51, the guitarist for the band Live. Let's see if you remember these. You there by yourself. 
out to live back then. for live celebrates his birthday today. Happy birthday goes out to my good friend Chad Taylor, who's the guitarist of live, who turns 51 today. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Heads up, I'm doing a tequila bar for Thanksgiving in my house. <laughs> We're there. Wait, was your, what's your address again? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to probably do that mm-hmm. publicly because I can't afford that much tequila. But oh, my yeah. thought is, you know, I mean, you know, family's going to be there. Might as well have uh-huh, tequila. Right. <laughs> Isn't that wow. it? I mean, it is what it is. Hey, I was reading a couple things about Thanksgiving as we prepare for Thanksgiving. Okay. They say that men are less likely to do stuff on Thanksgiving than women. What? (laughs) That doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. There's about a quarter of men who say they don't expect to do anything. They're not going to cook or prepare anything. The women are going to do all the work. Hmm. So, and they say that uh, a woman is twice as likely to do most of or all of the cooking as compared to the men. And they say some guys won't even help with the dishes. Like we talked to Shane Spites this morning, right? He says his lovely wife is going to prepare the big meal, but mm-hmm. his job is going to be to clean after. Yeah, I get it. That's that's the only fair thing to do. Here's where I have my life backwards. I prepare the meal and I'll end up cleaning the meal oh, after the meal. Man, this so the statistic is wrong with you. Do you realize I am the catch of the century? Oh, wow. Here we go, y'all. If I were single. Of course, I'm not. Oh, yeah. I would have well, been. been caught. I've been caught. Yeah, yeah, that's why my wife is so thrilled with me. She loves me so much because I do all that stuff. She's very blessed. She is so freaking lucky. And they also say that uh, most people are going to eat at home. They're going to have the home cooked meal, mm-hmm. the turkey, the dressing, all the stuff. But they say one in eight people plans to uh, order out or go to really? a restaurant tomorrow. Yeah, good for y'all. <laughs> so I mean, it is kind of like yeah. There was a point in time as I was buying stuff, and I know it's a little more expensive to go out. Or to have, you know, somebody cater your meal or or whatever it's going to be. But at the same point, like the stress level is so different. Like I have a turkey in the the refrigerator that's been thawing for at least five days that's not thawed yet. And you're going to be nervous about it until you carve the turkey. Yeah, so my whole deal today is going to be to try to defrost the turkey (laughs) through the water method, which is like it's it's a pain. Yeah. But anyway, uh, they say, again, almost one out of eight people say they're going to go out or they're going to go to a restaurant for Thanksgiving. Whatever the case is, we do hope you guys... Have a happy Thanksgiving. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Here we go. Today's Wednesday, November 24th. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas. 
This is Country Music News on Brandon Baxter in the Morning. All right, we have Country Music News today on the hottest act in the world of country music. His name is Morgan Wallen. I love you more than a California sunset, more than a beer when you age 21, yeah. More than a Sunday morning, Lord, turn the sun, pull out so found. fact there's nobody selling more tickets than morgan wallen outside of the rolling stones the rolling stones are the only musical act selling more tickets than morgan wallen right now and it's crazy because six months ago three months ago we didn't know if there'd be a comeback yeah and he put out a couple of shows lexington kentucky little rock arkansas south haven and they realized those shows were selling quickly they were adding extra days they were reserving the venue for another night they were selling so many tickets and that's continued. So according to Polestar in the Live 75 chart, Morgan Wallen is selling on average 27,645 tickets per show. Now in country, this compares to Eric Church, who sells about 15,600 tickets. Luke Combs, who sells about 14,431 tickets. And Chris Stapleton, who does around 13,000 tickets. Again, Morgan Wallen is selling on average 27,645 <laughs> He is on fire. He's added extra concert dates at uh, Madison Square Garden in New York, which is not a country market, but it's huge. He's selling out that venue twice. He has, uh, it looks like three dates in Nashville at Bridgestone Arena. So nobody in country music is more on fire right now than Morgan Wallen. We have country music news on Walker Hayes. Yeah, we fancy like Applebee's on a date night. Got that Burma Street stay with the Oreo shake and some whipped cream on the top too. Here's the thing. Most of you are probably singing along with that and have no clue that you're even doing it. We all, everyone knows that song yet. Well, nominees were announced today for the 64th Grammy Awards and Walker Hayes was nominated for Best Country Song, uh, which is a writing award for that song, Fancy Like. And he posted a video on social media, media and it showed him kind of finding out that he was nominated. Here's what it sounded like. All right. Hey, y'all. song Fancy Like nominated first ever. What the <laughs> fool? Wait, wait, wait a second. You're kidding me. No. Grammy. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> We're nominated for a Grammy. A freaking Grammy! <laughs> He's and so excited. Yeah, and he starts yeah. hugging everybody in, on his team. That's really excited? sweet. Do you see how happy he is? He is. And he, he posted it and he said, I'm speechless. I'm so, so grateful. If you want to see it, Walker Hayes, he's nominated for a Grammy for Fancy Like. And the video's up on Instagram. Just just look for Walker Hayes. All right, country music news today on Brett Young. We can just stay here in this minute. Lose our track of time. Let the words be known. So Brett Young is the next person to go to CMT Crossroads and get the whole Crossroads uh, deal. He's doing CMT Crossroads Christmas. It's called Brett Young and Friends. So on the the episode of Crossroads is going to be Brett Young, Maddie and Tay, Chris Tomlin, Colby Calais, Gavin DeGraw, and Kelly. Your first concert ever. Boys to Men. What? Performing with Brett Young. Oh, wow. Wanted to give you a sneak peek at uh, that collaboration for this Christmas. Days we trim the tree. How much fun it's going to be together. This Christmas fireside blazing bright. We're caroling through the 
Again, CMT Crossroads Christmas, Brett Young and Friends. It's going to debut on December the 8th. And that's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by the Dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State University, Dr. Shane Spites. Doctor, welcome back, man. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. <clears throat> you know what I forgot? I forgot foil and I forgot to uh, get cranberry sauce. I thought that I was going to the store and I had everything figured out. And then I realized this morning I have to go back today. Uh, yeah. So what kind of cranberry sauce is it? Is it, the, is it the kind that holds the form in the can or what kind of sauce do you use? Oh, no. The kind that holds the form is my favorite. Yeah, the wrinkles. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's like traditional. I didn't know. I didn't, you know. Sometimes you step out there, so I got I got to check and make sure you yeah, he does. gone in some other direction. No, no, that's my favorite. What are you going to do? Do you do turkey or ham or both? Both. We do. We do. I've actually got. Uh, um, we're going to be hosting some of our family uh, this Thanksgiving, so we have to do both. We traditionally just do turkey, right? Um, but we'll be doing turkey and ham. So looking who's, forward to it. Who's preparing the food, Shane? My wife. Brandon is uh, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Brandon. Yeah, I'm, I'm just my, asking. My, my excellent, my excellent and lovely and and great cook wife will be hey, preparing. Hey Shane, go ahead and ask Brandon who is uh, cooking his meal. Will you do that for me, please? <laughs> that that's what he's fishing just, for. Just get it out there, Brandon. Go ahead and get it out there. Oh yeah, cooking your meal, Brandon. My wife is basically banned from the kitchen on Thanksgiving. Because, oh really? Because if we're gonna have people eat, we got to make sure I make the food. Oh gosh! <laughs> uh, yeah, I do good to boil water. So, I, but I'm I'm happy to clean up and I'm happy to do whatever else I can That's do. To nice. help. She is she is the cook in the family for sure. So, what time are we eating? Uh, in the afternoon, probably um early afternoon. Like, you, uh, like yeah, noon one. Or are you talking like two three? Probably two three. Yeah, two okay. three. And you know that's actually a good time to eat. Because you will have the meal. You know, I can always uh, intertwine some uh, medicine in here. Right. That's the, the, a good time to eat because then you'll have that heavy meal sit on your stomach. It's not good in general to have heavy meals in the evening. Really? Unless you're going to have your workouts in the evening. And then you can burn those calories off. Mm-hmm. But heavy meals in the evening, though, that food literally, it, it's, a, it's kind of taxing on your body because that food just sits there. And the, body, the food's got to get broken down. Well, it actually it, it can actually um, be associated with more weight gain by eating heavy meals. So typically, your heavier meals should be earlier in the morning when you're burning those calories off. And so it's kind of reverse of what we do. Yeah, um, you should really yeah. So, so the other night we went out, and I'm not going to name the place, but we had Italian food, and I loved it. And man, I was eating it up like mm-hmm. I hadn't had food in forever. But that food sits so heavy on me, and I bet we were eating at 7:30 at night. And by the time I got home, number one, I was ready to tap out as soon as I got home, and it felt like I went to bed and I was still full. Yes, absolutely, and that's and that that's exactly. And the later you eat in the evening, it's not as good for you either. And they, mm-hmm. you know, there's a um. I was going to throw this in there. There was this um, comment years ago about, oh, it's the tryptophan in the turkey that makes you tired. Yeah. Well, the studies show that that's, that's, you know, yeah, there may be a little bit there of truth, but really more likely what happens is people eat more than they normally do, mm-hmm. and you have these stretch receptors in your stomach. Oh. And so your stomach's straight, and you actually go beyond those stretch receptors. And so it, it, it's this, um, you really, you take on more than your stomach is normal, oh. normally used to getting. <laughs> 
And so then that's what triggers a lot of the, okay, now I got to go take a nap somewhere because <laughs> your body's like, look, I got a lot of work to do. You're going to have to shut down for a while. See, this is why I love talking to you because you're in here busting myths <clears throat> that I believe for the last 30 years that it was the turkey that was causing me to be tired. But what you're saying makes complete sense. And tomorrow I'm going to say, um, I'm going to stop eating y'all because I need to stop stretching my uh, stretch receptors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I doubt that's going to happen. Do it. Throw it out there. Throw it out there, Kelly. <laughs> so let, let's go through what's happening right now because, you know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we were talking about COVID numbers. We talked about the plateau and we were really excited about the plateau. It looked like things were slowing down. Everybody, like universally in the South, seemed like they were getting more comfortable. And I've noticed over the last two weeks, these numbers are, I mean, they're up 100, 120 cases in, in certain counties. And I'm going, wait a minute, what's happened now? Yeah, and so, and that's exactly, you know, we kind of talked about this. This shouldn't be too surprising to most people that have been listening to your show for a while. Um, we hit that plateau of about 400, 450 cases a day, which was still high, but it was not anywhere where we were back in the, in the you know, uh, late summer. But now we've ticked up. Now, if you look at it, it was about a week and a half or so after Halloween. Mm. So anytime we have a holiday where people from different families or different units or different groups get together, you can expect to see an uptick in COVID cases. The other piece is, I don't know about you, but I don't see really anybody wearing a mask. Like, I feel like I'm a leper walking around with a mask on now yeah. at Home Depot. And so, but nobody's really wearing a mask. And as we start to get into cooler weather, you can expect a disease spread to occur anyway. So those three factors right there would play into any bump in cases that we see. And I think that's really what we're seeing. So we're moving into, you know, right to have Thanksgiving, you know, a month later, you're going to have Christmas, you're going to have New Year's. Don't be surprised if we see this uptick again. And it's it's really based on what I just described. What about the severity of, of this uptick? Are we seeing this as severe cases or are they starting to kind of level out? So these, this is still the Delta variant. I want to be clear about that. Now, we've had some, I say it's still the Delta variant. We've had some sub-variants of the Delta, like some basically some daughters and some sons of the Delta variant. We don't have enough data and we don't track enough uh, certainly here in Arkansas, but even across the country, we don't track enough to know, hey, look, is this a more severe strain? Because you only have a few cases here and there, and it's not enough to really produce meaningful data out of. But most of these cases are still Delta cases that we saw back in the summer. So these are people that hadn't gotten infected, or maybe it's somebody who you know, hadn't gotten their booster shot, shot yet. They got their initial vaccine series back last January mm-hmm. or last February. They haven't gotten a booster um, and so that's, and so you're starting to see the waning or the drop of the immunity in that. Now, again, I want to be very clear. The vaccines are still phenomenal, even if you haven't gotten your booster, in terms of preventing hospitalization or death. Mm-hmm. Now, the longer you go without that booster, then the, the more decline you can see in your antibodies. Uh, but they still do a phenomenal job in terms of hospital, decreased hospitalization and death. But, you know, as you saw, I think last week or in the week before, um, the CDC, the FDA talked about boosters and they kind of, they lowered it uh, down to 18 and above. So we're all able to go get a booster. You are really anybody 18 and older is okay. able to get a booster now. Um, and, and I, you know, I don't mind telling you this. And I think the data certainly for those 40 and older is really good. I'm still looking for the data though on 18 to 25. Um, and I like to, I hesitate to, to, to make comments about things without seeing the data. And though the CDC the FDA and even the Arkansas Department of Health are saying, yes, anybody that's 18 year old should get their booster. It's hard for me to go out and say, to tell a 19-year-old to get their booster when I just haven't seen that data yet. Right. And so certainly I've seen information that's 40 and older. Um, yeah, you need your booster. 
Um, I'm still looking for that 18 to 25, and I haven't seen it yet. I think it'll come. It's just not there yet. And I, and I think the data will support it, but I just haven't laid eyes on it. So if we're going in for a booster, kind of walk me through that, um, because the one I got the day that I went to the place where I got my shot was it ended up being the uh, was the Pfizer vaccine, right? Mm-hmm. Do I need to get the Pfizer vaccine again, or does that matter? You know, you don't have to. And it's sort of a mixed match, and we kind of thought this would be okay. And now the, uh, the information says it actually is. So if you had Moderna for your first two shots and Pfizer is what's available, you can get Pfizer. Or if you had Pfizer and Moderna is available, you can do that too. Um, they even go so far as to say if you had Johnson & Johnson that you can have one of the other ones. Um, now, my personal opinion, if you had Moderna or Pfizer, take one of those. Okay. Don't take a Johnson & Johnson. Take a, take a Pfizer or a Moderna. Uh, but those are all of these vaccines are pretty readily available at our pharmacies and most of the clinics right now. So if I walk in and say, hey, I had the Pfizer vaccine, but they're offering Moderna, can I say, hey, I'd rather have the Pfizer? Is that the best way to do that? Or or will it really make any difference? I know we can mix and match, but am I better off to have Pfizer if I had the first dose or in the second dose is Pfizer? So my personal opinion is I would stick to the one that you got. Yeah. So if you've got a choice and they say, well, you can have whichever one you want because you're Brandon Baxter and you're awesome, and <laughs> you should say, right. I want Pfizer. And so. I think that's good to know, though, because yeah. that's probably what I would want to do and just think I'm kind of staying on the same path. What about like proof for the vac- uh, for the uh, booster shot? Do I need to bring my vaccination card or do they just take your word for it that you've already had the first two? Is it any different than the other ones that we already took? What's that look like? Great point. You do need to bring your vaccination card because they'll you'll want them to fill out the back of your vaccination card <clears throat> that says you got that third dose now. Okay. Um, and there's some, there's some talk now that, well, you know, as we go through this, should the vaccine series be really three shots? There's some countries that have done that. I think Israel, I don't know if the UK's done that yet, but there's some countries out there that have said, look, really the vaccination series for COVID should be three shots instead of two. Um, the U.S. has not done that. There's been discussions about it. I don't know if we'll, we'll really go that far here, um, but you should certainly have your vaccine card so that they can document that you've had three doses. Dr. Shane Spites on with us this morning. One more question. Let's talk about the young people. Uh, who are getting vaccinated? We're talking about uh, you know let's let's go five to eleven, even twelve to eighteen. What's that looking like as far as the success of those vaccines and any typical side effects that we might be seeing? And the vaccines in kids are really good. And what I mean by really good is because they've got such great immune systems for the most part, and they're young, their immune systems take to this thing. And they're like, heck yeah, I can do this, mm-hmm. and they make antibodies, and they just do phenomenal. They really do. They do great. Um, and so in terms of the, the drop in spread in school systems and things like that, vaccination is key. Um, I still kind of hate that, that most of the places here drop the mask mandate, you know, right before the holidays, because that's probably a contributing factor of what we're seeing. I mean, it is what it is, but um, vaccination for sure in 5 to 11, because here's the deal, too. Right now in our active cases in Arkansas, that 5 to 11 is a big group that has active cases. Oh, wow. The biggest group is the 25 to and 25 to 34, and then 35 to 4. They're right there. Really, 25 to 44 is the biggest group. Mm-hmm. And then you still got some of the 65 and older. But, man, those 5 to 11s, there's a lot of kids that are in that group that are that are getting sick. They're getting um, – and we're not really testing as much probably as we should be. I think there's more cases of COVID out there than we realize mm-hmm. because people just don't want to go get tested, um, you know, for whatever reason. And, look, I get that because this has gotten to a point where, you know, employers are like, well, you got to be off for – you know, 10 days or seven. Some people can't afford to do that. Right. Um, it's just not realistic, certainly here at the holidays. And, and I understand it. It's, it's a tough place to be in. 
So as we look for the next couple of days, and again, a lot of people are going to be going out, they're going to be traveling, they're going to be seeing family. Is there any advice from the doctor perspective and on how we can better protect ourselves as we go throughout these next few days? You know, obviously, um, you know, it, it goes back to what we'd said really this time last year in terms of um, it'd be great if everybody in the that's getting together is vaccinated. It'd be great if there was the ability to have things, you know, events and things like that outside. I know this is not uh, feasible for most people. Most people are going to sit around a Thanksgiving table inside a house, and it's going to be a mix of vaccinated and unvaccinated, yeah. which is why we'll probably see another bump in increasing cases. You have people flying from all over the country and people from driving all over the state uh, to see each other because you hadn't seen each other in you know, a year or more. And so, you know, at some point, we've got to kind of figure out how to, you know, we're talking about living with this. So how do you do it as safely as possible? Hand hygiene's a big deal. Obviously, if you're sick, you shouldn't be participating in any big group functions. So, um, and that's true for, for really anything. If you're sick, stay home kind of thing and uh, find a way to get together another time or maybe push it to, to the Christmas uh, holidays. But um, just some, you know, basic common sense, infectious infection control um, ideas. You still think smaller groups is a better idea than trying to get the entire family together? I do. Um, I, I really do. Like I said, I, the thing is, is that most people right now, they can get vaccinated. I mean, five, five ages, five and up can be vaccinated. There's really not any reason. If, if, if not for more than anything else, get vaccinated so you can get your family together. Right. So that you guys can have a normal holiday so that, you know, you don't risk getting grandma sick. And I mean, all those things. Um, and so... If you're not a big fan, like I, I'm okay with COVID. I don't care if I get sick. Well, do it for for the other person who who doesn't want to get sick or who you know may have a harder time with it if they get sick because they've got diabetes or mm. or high blood pressure or something like that. And so there's really no reason not to go ahead because we've got safe and effective vaccines. Billions of doses have been given worldwide of this vaccine. It's safe. It's effective. Um, it, it's hard for me sometimes to watch to look look at the stuff on Facebook. Actually, I don't look at it. My wife reads it for me. It's still like that. <laughs> Um, yeah. but I mean, these really are, these are safe and effective vaccines. And, uh, th- this is the time to get it if you haven't already so that you can have your family together. He is the Dean of the NYIT college of osteopathic medicine at Arkansas state university. Dr. Shane Spites on the K fine breakfast club, which is powered by families Inc. Shane, we hope you and your family have a very happy Thanksgiving and we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, guys. You too. Hope you guys take care. Don't eat too much turkey. Okay, I'll be good. And no tryptophan. I'm not even worried about the tryptophan. I'm worried about no, my, don't my, worry about it. my stretch receptor. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you, man. Take care. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by Brandy Hodges from the Craighead County Jonesboro Public Library. Brandy, good morning, and how are you? I am fantastic. How are y'all this morning? We're doing good. good. Are you getting ready for Thanksgiving? Oh my goodness, am I getting ready for Thanksgiving? Um, so I have. I was up until midnight baking. <gasps> oh my um, gosh. My family is coming tomorrow. My brother and my mom and my nephew. Um, and so tonight, I have to do that whole thing where I now clean everything that I messed up last. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're doing Thanksgiving at your house. I am cooking a turkey for the first time in my life. Oh, oh my gosh, Brandy, is it thawed yet? Oh, yeah, it's been in the fridge since this weekend, and it's not a very big one because there's just, you know, a few of us. So, um, and I've helped my mom before, Mm -hmm. you know, so I know the general what to do. It just, it's still 
absolutely terrifying to me. No, the turkey's intimidating because, I mean, it's hard to mess up dressing because you just kind of mash stuff together, you know. But when you have the idea of this turkey, which I bought mine, I think it was Sunday afternoon. It's been uh, defrosting in the fridge, and I realized last night that it's not defrosting fast enough because I made the mistake, Brandy, of buying a 25-pound turkey. Oh, mine's a mine's a thirteen pounder. So I'm, I I laid mine out on Sunday. So I hope that I, oh. I need to go poke it. I've been scared too. My mom said, "Have you checked the turkey?" I said, "No." See, I'm telling you, I, no. I'm going to have to keep mine in a bucket of water. And the deal is, if you have to do the quick defrost, you have to change the water all the time. Just a heads up, because I've made the turkey okay. mistake. So one year, Brandy, I made my turkey mistake, and I realized the night before that it was still um, that it was still kind of frozen. So I put it in the sink mm-hmm. with a bunch of water. I didn't really read the directions. You're not supposed to just let it sit in the sink overnight in water. So when I woke up and realized that the next morning, it was too late to go buy another turkey. So I just risked it. I served it. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked, didn't it? Nobody got sick, I don't think. <laughs> so Good. Well, now I'm glad to know that information, though. Yeah. But the deal is, if you have to do the quick defrost, it's supposed to be like 30 minutes in cold water. Let that water out and put more cold water in. That's going to be the, I, for whatever reason, that's the consistency you need. So heads okay. up for you. Uh, I know you guys are busy with the Jonesboro Public Library. And obviously, uh, next week, you have a big celebration coming up because it's Love Your Library weekend, and it kicks off one week from tomorrow. It does. So we're hosting a Love Your Library weekend. We've never done one of these before. And it's going to be three days where you can come out and see us. You know, a lot of people haven't been back to the library since the onset of the pandemic um, because they just got out of the habit. We haven't been offering in-person programming um, since March of 2020. Mm -hmm. And that's one of our biggest draws for the public to come and see us. Sure, folks come in and check out books or um, we'll like look around, but that's really what brings people into the library is having a Zumba class or, mm-hmm. you know, having story time or any of those fantastic things that we normally are able to do. So we're going to host a Love Your Library weekend the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th of December. The 2nd um, and the 3rd are a lot of more passive things, like we're going to have tic-tac-toe for kids. We're going to have a wreath-making um, craft for teens on Friday. The Friends of the Library um, will be there with um, signing people up for the Friends of the Library. The bookshop is open. And then Saturday, we're going to have an event from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. where we'll have different little stations where you can go to. We'll have different tables. You can make crafts. You can learn more about genealogy. Um, we'll have stuff for kids, teens, and adults. We're also going to have a library swag table where you can pick up all sorts of love your library things to take home with you. We're also going to have sweatshirts and t-shirts for sale that say love your library. That's awesome. And that kicks off Thursday and runs Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And we have some pretty big goals that we want to meet. You can find those on our Facebook page Mm -hmm. at facebook.com slash CCJPL for Craighead County, Jonesboro Public Library. But we want to check out a lot of books. We want to have a lot of people come through our doors those days. And so if you um, are someone who does love your library and you want to show your support to us, please come and see us next weekend. I would think that, and I don't know if there's probably data out there and you might even know, but I would assume that uh, reading is something that's really good for you to do, especially as you start to kind of wind down your day, it kind of probably starts to reduce anxiety. And I would assume it's good for your mind as you're preparing to kind of relax. It's just to grab a book and 
either find something that you want to immerse yourself in as far as entertainment or learn something new. I would assume that's probably time much better spent than sitting there with your phone in your hand. Absolutely. Um, I'm a huge reader. I was before I started working there. Um, and it is, it's just, I don't have the statistics in front of me, of course, but it, it is a great way to relax unless you're reading a scary book, which I don't recommend <laughs> no. before you go to sleep. No. But it, it's just, it's a great stress reliever. It's a great way to really escape into another reality. So if you're stressed, or if you're like me and you have to cook a turkey tomorrow and you just yep. need to take a break, <laughs> um, grab a book. Uh, also, a great thing I want to, you know, as we approach, you know, tomorrow, a lot of families are going to be on the road. Mm-hmm. And a great way to spend that time on the way to family's house or, you know, wherever you're going, download a book from our um, Libby site or Access 360. Um, Access 360 is books for children, mm-hmm. um, and then Libby has some books for the kiddos, but teens and adult books, and you can listen to something as a family. There are a lot of different things out there, or if you're cooking and you need to know how to prepare that turkey, we have magazines and um, e-books that you can download if you're like me and you are trying to make a pie crust or whatever, mm-hmm. and you don't want to get butter fingerprints on oh, your yeah. cookbook, <laughs> yep. and, and you're running back and forth. Download the ebook copy if it's available um, from Libby through the library, um, and then you don't have to worry about messing up your cookbooks. How can we find that, Brandy? So you go to our website, it's libraryinjonesboro.org, and you can click on the eMedia tab in the middle of the blue bar across the homepage. Okay. And from there, you can go to Libby or Access 360. Those are also apps you can download through the App Store. Um, just search for Libby, L-I-B-B-Y, or Axis 360, which is A-X-I-S 360. You, you need your library card number and your PIN. Your library card is the full number, and the PIN is the last four digits of your phone number. And you can download multiple books at a time. Um, it's easy to switch between them if you've never done it before. We're open today until 7. So stop by, awesome. and we will help you in any way we can. Again, the Love Your Library weekend kicks off next Thursday, December the 2nd, runs Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at the Craighead County Jonesboro Public Library. And Brandy, as always, it's nice talking to you, and we hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. You too. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. We're joined this morning by Adam Sarton, who is, um, man, talk about an entrepreneur, Kelly. When you talk mm-hmm. about entrepreneurs, Adam Sarton had this vision a couple of years ago that he wanted this big, gigantic Christmas display in the city of Jonesboro. He didn't want our community traveling other places uh, to have to go see lights. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you want to do that, that's awesome. And he wants to support everybody. But he wanted something we could have here. And all of a sudden, man, Christmas in the park. Is this year three, Adam? It is year three, believe it or not. And I think three is a magic number because it's taking us three weeks to get it put up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk for people maybe who haven't had the chance to uh, check out Christmas at the park. You know, I've been through and it's it's just sweet and it's amazing. And it's it's something like when you go through there and your family's looking at everything, you just get this warm fuzzy for the holidays. But man, there's tons of stuff out there, tons of lights, and I'm assuming tons of work too. Yeah, there is. So, you know, if people haven't come, it's over a half a mile. If you want to get technical, it's like 0.63 uh, miles there. And, uh, you know, it's over 400,000 lights. Wow. It's, uh, 
I guess we've got about over 400 displays. We've got 65 collections, you know, that, that comprise that. And, and uh, I mean, it's, a, it's an awesome experience. Um, you really can't, your eyes can't move without seeing a display. It's really, really full. And so not only do we have the drive-through area, we have the concession area where you can park, you can get out. We offer Santa Claus um, for free as part of your uh, admission fee. So you can get pictures with Santa. Um, get pictures of our Christmas tree. We have a couple engagements usually every year out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a concession stand that's operated by our, our Jonesboro City Stars, so that supports our Little League program. And then this year we have uh, some activities. Um, they have a small fee to them, but the kids are going to absolutely love uh, this activity that we've got set up. So, you know, we, I want people to come check it out. And, and as we talked about, tonight is opening night. No, so it's going to be perfect. You have so many people who are, you know, traveling and, and probably coming in uh, to Northeast Arkansas. Family's going to be here. It's a great night just to, to pack people into a car and and really kick off the holiday season before Thanksgiving with Christmas at the park. Now, you mentioned some new happenings. Obviously, uh, we were out there last year, and you were uh, very gracious uh, to host the JCs with the Christmas parade when they were, weren't able to do their parade downtown. And we were, we were able to watch all these people uh, drive through and look at the lights, and we had a float right there. And the one thing I noticed, Adam, I remember that y- y'all were one of the few that uh, stayed on your float the entire yeah. time, <laughs> <laughs> but I was just, that was a lot of fun. I was mesmerized looking at the faces of the young kids, right? Because when they're driving through and they're seeing all these lights and their eyes light up and their mouths are open, mm-hmm. but it wasn't just the kids. There were adults who had the same look. And I think that speaks for what you guys have put together out there. Hey, my favorite experience was uh, meeting with an elderly lady. Uh, she came through the lights, and and uh, she just expressed her gratitude and how how wonderful the experience was. And so, you know, Christmas like obviously the meaning of Christmas is is about Christ, but obviously, um, what Christmas life does, I think it helps us just really kind of reset and uh, take a step back and say, hey, there's a lot of happiness, there's a lot of joy, there's a lot of good in the world. Um, and so, hey, we, we want to do that, and we want to help uh, families create special memories together. So hopefully we can help you know people do that this year. And speaking of traditions um, and families coming in, we're open uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, it's limited hours, 5 to 8. Okay. You know, normal hours are, start at 5.30. Um, but for Thanksgiving, tomorrow we'll be open 5 to 8. And we hope people will come out and come see us. And, and part of that tradition is uh, I'm very, very excited. My family does that for me. Yeah. We all operate. We don't ask people to work. <laughs> And uh, we have a great time. Well, I think for me, I remember, you know, getting in the car as a little kid and my grandmother would take us to these different neighborhoods and she was always trying to find the best neighborhoods with the light displays. And we did that with Kai in the early years. And it's just now because of Christmas at the park, it's so much easier. You're not going to find a better light display in Northeast Arkansas than what's out there. And again, it opens up tonight. You mentioned some new happenings, some new things out there by the concessions in the Santa area. Can we talk about some of those uh, new traditions you're bringing in? Yeah, so our new A-State piece is out there. Uh, we were supposed to announce that last night, got busy and forgot. So uh, y'all just have to come <laughs> see what it is. Gotcha. Um, it's probably my favorite piece of the, the A-State collection that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this inflatable, it's not a bounce house. Um, it's even more fun than that. It's got these little spots that kids run around and hit and play on the red team, green team. Um, and that's the one that's got the small fee. But then we brought a Bago set out. We're mm-hmm. going to have a, a Connect 4 set out there, a uh, Jenga set. So just give kids a, a full opportunity to hang out. I know we had a family out last night. We had our, our private viewing, and uh, I want to say they were there about an hour, a little over. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they just hung out, seeing Santa Claus. So it was a, a lot of fun. 
So if people want to find out more, maybe they want to see uh, photos from it just to kind of see what they're going to experience. Where are the best spots to get information and to kind of check you guys out? So we try to post daily um, about what's going on on our Facebook page. But, you know, obviously you can't put all the details there. So if they right. go to our website, which is christmasatthepartnea.com, that's christmasatthepartnea.com, or just Google Christmas at the Park Jonesboro, it has a full schedule right there. Plus, uh, we're, we're hopefully bringing back our 2019 feel. You know, in 2020, everything was a little bit limited. Yep. And so um, our sponsors are going to come back out, and uh, we've got – Several nights that we're going to have uh, crafts going on out there, a movie playing. Um, we're going to have a fun run out there. Uh, we'll have caroling out there. And then on the 31st, we're going to have our fireworks show. We'll have a lot of things happening uh, that people can check out and plan. So, you know, don't just come once. Yeah. Come lots of times. Well, I love talking to you and the, the whole vision behind this. And again, as we kind of started, we talked about you have a, an entrepreneurial uh, an entrepreneurial mind because, you know, you had this vision and you made it happen and it's working out and, and turned out even in year one to be even bigger than you dreamed it would be. And it's only going to grow as we go forward. And it all opens up tonight, Christmas at the Park, Christmas at the Park, NEA.com for the information. Adam, we appreciate you talking to us this morning and we hope you and your family have a happy Thanksgiving. Hey, y'all, too. Have a great day. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by Sarah Munoz from A-State Athletics, the the queen of marketing from Arkansas State. Sarah, how are you this morning? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are y'all? <laughs> We're good. So um, Kelly tells me she saw you last night at basketball. Yes. Well, and I, when I saw you, you know, you had your two young boys with you and I, I was getting in my car and I was thinking, you know, I remember when Kurt was their age and he also grew up in a gym. You know, he was a, a he's a coach's kid. So he was constantly in the gym, but it's going to they're going to be 18 before you know it. So just make sure you're enjoying it and giving them giving them lots of love because now mine's about to graduate. I know that's wild. I uh, we started out at Arkansas State. We went to the women's basketball game for a little bit and then we. Went over to the high school game for a little bit, so we're making our rounds. So, so really, in the world of athletics, because Sarah's husband mm-hmm. is the football coach over at Brooklyn, so literally, like you're surrounded by sports every second. Yep. Yes, nonstop. Yeah. Did you grow up with the with the whole vision of doing something with athletics, or did this kind of just fall into your lap? How'd that work? Oh my goodness! So it's kind of a funny story. I, I you know, I actually wanted to be a soccer player when I was a kid. Uh, Team USA all the way, Um, you know, the next Mia Hamm. But um, I was not probably nearly that talented to go that direction. Uh, But I distinctly remember, and not a lot of people probably know where I'm from. I'm from Topeka, Kansas. Grew up a KU fan um, and attended sporting events at KU as a kid. And I remember sitting way up at the very tippy top of Allen Fieldhouse, seeing these people on the court throwing out T-shirts. And I actually at one point thought, well, that would be kind of fun to get on the court and throw out t-shirts <laughs> right. and then never thought a minute about it, you know, how that even happens. And uh, fast forward to college and uh, I kind of got, I went to a smaller school at an AI school, Baker University. It's in Baldwin City, about 15 minutes southeast of Lawrence. And uh, I got to kind of create my own internship within the athletic department. And part of it was doing a little bit of sales and, and marketing and um, uh, getting some giveaways to give away at some of our games. and. Right. Um, so that's kind of kind of where it started. Um, kind of a funny little story, but and then I went on to get my master's degree and and dove headfirst in, and that's what I've been doing ever since. 
Well, and then you married a coach, which I think is like, okay, just doubles the, yeah. the amount of sports and, yes. and the stress that comes with sports. So anyway, well, yes. we hope you guys have a happy Thanksgiving. Are you cooking at your Thank house you. or what are you doing? Uh, I am not. We are going to make a quick trip down to visit family for dinner. And then I'll be back. Uh, I'll be back on Thursday afternoon to prepare for a weekend full of none other than athletic events. Yeah. So Friday, let's talk about Friday first. We have uh, Arkansas State men's basketball. And it looks like we have a tournament that's actually happening at home this weekend. We do. We are hosting the, um, I believe it's called the E-Racism Invitational. And we've got Moorhead State and Kansas City coming into town. And uh, those are two, they're going to be two very competitive teams. And so we're looking forward to having some, some exciting basketball in the arena this weekend. Man, I just want to go back and give your team just some props on uh, this past Friday, the Red Wolves versus Razorbacks game with women's basketball. That was a great experience. And there were a lot of people there, and a lot of people were really talking about how, how that just was such an exciting time at First National Bank Arena. Yes, that was it was a phenomenal game. And, I mean, aside from the things on the court, the things that we get to control, you know, you attending, DJ King Vic, uh, the music, the promotions, the giveaways, Brennan, uh, he's on, on our staff at Arkansas State. He handles women's basketball. He did a phenomenal job with it all. Yeah, I was proud of him. So here we go. We're heading into the final football game of the season. And I remember in my early seasons, because uh, I, I used to get really stressed out about football because you know, there's all these people in the stadium and I wasn't as confident in myself and, and I didn't know if people even liked me and all that kind of stuff. I still don't know that. But, um, <laughs> but, but like, you know, early in the, in those first couple of years, I was kind of excited to know, okay, the stress of football was over. And here I am this year, kind of like sad that this is the last game coming up. I know it, it, funny how it sneaks up on you, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, football season's coming, football season's coming, mm-hmm. and then it's here, and then all of a sudden, it's the last game. Um, so it just, it's, it moves quick, but it'll be senior day, and we're excited to honor the young men that'll be departing from the program, and um, and hopefully get our, you know, get a, a crowd back in there for the last the last home game this season. Yeah, you think about those those athletes who have been a part of that team for, you know, a number of years, and this is their final game at home, their final game in Centennial Bank Stadium. I'm looking at the forecast, and I was really nervous about the forecast, thinking it was going to be really cold, because it seems like every year we have one game that's really cold, one game that's really windy, and one game that's really rainy, uh, and then one game that's really hot. Like, we run the full gambit, but, you know, you kind of have each game kind of has its deal. But the forecast for Saturday is sunshine and 58. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty day, you know, right there at, at one o'clock. I mean, I'm sure folks have had enough to eat at this point. Mm-hmm. So, and if you haven't, bring your turkey out and tailgate with it. <laughs> you know, you can always repurpose that turkey, right? Yeah, for um, sure. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a great day and um, some, it's a nice distraction maybe from all the family that, that are coming to visit. So it's the final game of the season. It is Arkansas State at home versus Texas State. Coach Butch Jones and the team hit the field uh, right around 1 o'clock for that kickoff. So, Sarah, if people want to get tickets to the final game of the season, maybe their family's in town they're looking for something to do because, I mean, we can only stare at the four walls in a house for so long. Uh, where can they get those tickets for A-State football? Those tickets and tickets to any of our other events, including men's basketball this weekend, can be found at astateredwolves.com slash tickets. Or they can call into the ticket office, 870-972-2781. And then tickets, of course, are available for a walk-up prior to the game. We're looking forward to seeing you this weekend. Sarah Munoz joins us this morning. And we hope you guys have a happy Thanksgiving, okay? Thank you. You as well. 
You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. Joined this morning by the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. He's our next door neighbor, Kevin Reed from VetCare. Good morning, Doc. How are things next door? Hey, good morning. We're gearing up for a busy holiday weekend. I think we've got 40 pets coming in today to board over the various times through the weekend. All right. So if it's last minute and somebody's trying to figure out like, oh my gosh, I forgot to board the pets. Do you guys have any room left? We have very, very limited room for large dogs. Now, smaller dogs and cats, we've got room, but pretty much all of our our runs and, and larger you know, enclosures are taken for the large dogs. So, tell me on the the benefits of bringing pets to you when you're when people are looking to leave town. Well, you know, I mean, a lot of people will take their pets with them, and that's that's a good thing because uh, they can be with them and, and you know celebrate the the holiday and the long weekend with them. But in some cases, it's just not feasible for various reasons, and you know, it's uh, you know we have a you know a, a climate controlled environment for them. Uh, you know, we'll there'll be walks uh, a few times during the day, and you know, you can we recommend if they're on diets, you know, bring their own food, or especially if they're on some kind of special diet, and for you know their needs, bring bring that that food. Uh, kind of keep the toys and personal items to a minimum because with this many pets here, it's hard to keep up with with all of them, but. Uh, you know, it's just sometimes people can't take their their pets with them. Either the distance involved, or you know, the house household where they're going to may not, um, you know, may have somebody that's allergic to pets. And uh, you know, sometimes they're just they can be more of a you know troublesome thing than they are a benefit to have them with you. So you know, we are here to provide that service if it's needed. Again, vet care dot com or on Facebook, you can search Vet Care Jonesboro. Uh, okay, so you, you mentioned before we got on the air that you had a special visitor last week. Who was your visitor? You know, and, and I do 99% take care of dogs and cats, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not real big on, I just don't, you know, I like these smaller pets and birds and pocket pets and things like that, but I just, you know, I just concentrate my most of my practice on dogs and cats. Right. But this one came in, it was a client that does have a, a dog and cat. It was actually a chameleon. And Kelly, guess what his name was? Comma, 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 chameleon. Was it comma? No, it was Boy George. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. That's not true. (laughs) So anyway, um, this this her her chief complaint, her reason for bringing this little chameleon in was that it just. She said it used to have some vibrant colors in it. You know, it was a dark green, and then it would change to kind of a lighter green, almost a neon green, and then sometimes it would be almost more yellow, and it just quit changing colors for some reason, still eating and everything, uh, doing normal activity, and, um, you know, it seemed healthy. It was body condition looked good, but it was just kind of a grayish green color, you know, a real dull green, and mm-hmm. so I checked it over the best you can, you know, with a with a chameleon, and uh, couldn't really find anything wrong. So I just wrote in the chart, my diagnosis was just a reptile dysfunction. Oh, no, he did not. <laughs> oh, my no, goodness. He did not just do that. Oh, wow. No, he didn't. <laughs> oh, gosh. Wow. 
I wasn't ready. I didn't know that you could work on that next door. <laughs> All right. Um, how you doing, Kevin? <laughs> hey, um, so, yeah. You know, this is traditionally uh, we talk about things to watch out for with your pets on Thanksgiving. And I think today's the perfect day because some I've seen posts on social media where some people have already had a, you know, a meal last night even, and I'm sure some will be having some today. We're having um, some, um, some of our relatives over tonight for a meal and then we're having another one on Friday. So it's, um, you know, it's, uh, I think it's the pet's favorite time of the year too, because mm-hmm. they all this tempting food that they can smell and see that's being cooked. You know, they, they think they're going to get part of it. And, you know, I'm not going to tell you it's wrong. If you want to give your pet a piece of turkey or even a little piece of pumpkin pie, you know, just a bite, just to satisfy them and let them know, you know, that you're thinking about them too. But, mm-hmm. you know, almost every every holiday season, especially Thanksgiving with all the food that's out, we always see some pets that have been on purpose fed some of the, of the meal or sometimes just they get into the uh, you know, or, or in the trash, especially. And that's an important thing, you know, after everybody's in their post Thanksgiving meal coma and, mm-hmm. you know, passed out in the den, don't leave the trash can where your dog can get into it, and knock it over because they can have them a feast in. And that's where the issue arises. It's eating the foods that, that can actually be very harmful to them. And we've always talked about the turkey bones, you know, they're not digestible um, and they can cause some uh, gastrointestinal issues. And there's some uh, things that are commonly used in meals, like onions and um, garlic, uh, raisins, grapes, things that we know are toxic uh, in large amounts uh, to the pet. So, you know, just don't feed them anything that, you know, you season with onions or garlic uh, because um, they can, you know, if they eat enough of it, it could cause some issues. Um and, of course, we've always talked about the desserts, uh, you know, chocolate. It's, the baker's chocolate is the most toxic, mm-hmm. but, you know, enough chocolate, if, if it, it may not cause actual chocolate toxicity, but it could cause some uh, upset GI tract. And um, then the artificial sweetener like uh, the xylitol, sometimes that's used in sugar-free baked goods and also chewing gum and, and uh, had an issue, oh, it's been several weeks ago now, but a dog actually got into um, a client's purse and she had a package of this uh, chewing gum and it ate every every bit of it. So, you know, that can definitely cause some, um, some severe issues. So just be cognizant of the fact that, you know, there's a lot of people around, you know, keep, keep things that might have treats or goodies up away from them. Um, we've always talked about the stress that pets can develop during all this commotion during the holidays. And if they seem especially stressed out, you know, take them, put them in a, in a back room, a quiet room, check on them occasionally and, and just, you know, keep them, keep them stress-free as possible. Um, watch the exit doors, you know, the weather's going to be nice this weekend and, uh, people coming and going and outside and it's easy for a pet to slip out unattended. Um, and unnoticed sometimes, and uh, then you know it's always it's kind of heartbreaking when if you lose your pet over a holiday when things are supposed to be very happy and fun. Yep. So just precautions, you know, just take precautions and help your pet make it through the holiday, and uh, and uh, you know give them give them all the love and attention they deserve. There you go. And if you need last minute boarding, don't forget Vet Care on Parker Road in Jonesboro. You can find out more vet-care.com and also on Facebook when you search 
Vet Care Jonesboro. Y'all, he is the man you need. Need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program, Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care. Doc, we hope you and the family have a very happy Thanksgiving, and we hope to see you next week. Hey, thank you, y'all, and your families. All right. See you, man. Happy Thanksgiving. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Okay, so we're doing the K-Fine Breakfast Club powered by Families, Inc., and we were scheduled to have Rich Carve along with us, and we've talked to him just about every year about this free community Thanksgiving meal, and we're having trouble getting a hold of him. So I want to give you the basic rundown as far as uh, what this looks like, and this is a great thing for our community. Uh, The vision behind this is they're trying to help people out. Who are they trying to help? They're trying to help the hungry, the homeless, and the lonely. Obviously, if you know somebody who um, has food insecurities, uh, and many people are going to have so much food for Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. they're going to over-prepare. But it's crazy because with that going on, there are going to be people who might not have that meal. Yeah, Uh, And we would love for them to be able to have that meal. And they can have that meal tomorrow at 11 o'clock at the St. Bernard's Auditorium. Unfortunately, and sometimes we don't think about this, there are people that are homeless in this area. They have a community Thanksgiving meal tomorrow at 11 at the St. Bernard's Auditorium. And uh, there's people out there who are lonely, who are uh, maybe they don't have family around. Maybe somebody's um, no longer with us, or maybe mm-hmm. it's somebody who's older who just feels like they're, they're left out and they have nowhere to go for Thanksgiving. And they remember those Thanksgiving days. Tomorrow, Thursday, November 25th, Thanksgiving Day, 11 o'clock at St. Bernard's Auditorium. Area churches come together to put this event on, and it's really a really special event. And if you guys want to volunteer, um, you can, because my family and I did it one year. And uh, I mean, there was several elderly people we got to deliver meals to that weren't even able to get out of their home. Um, And so it was really it's really cool to be able to talk to those people and deliver those meals. It's a great thing. And I'm glad you guys did that because you were teaching your kids that, you know, they can, yeah. uh, they can go out and they can help people. So volunteers can report to the auditorium at nine 30 tomorrow and you can help serve. You can help deliver meals to people who are the, what they call the shut-ins. You can prepare desserts and, and do things like that. You can also bring homemade or store-bought desserts to the auditorium uh, one until five today. So there's lots of ways you can help. Again, if you're somebody who is hungry, homeless, or lonely, you can eat tomorrow, 11 o'clock, for free at the St. Bernard's Auditorium, and there's going to be tons of food. They're not going to run out. They never do. Mm -hmm. If you want to volunteer, 930 is when you get to the St. Bernard's Auditorium. And if you'd like to make a donation, uh, homemade goods or store-bought desserts, you can drop those off today from 1 until 5. If you want to find out more about this annual event, all you have to do is go to Facebook and search Jonesboro Community Thanksgiving Meal. And again, Rich Carvel has been a part of that for so many years, and uh, we were supposed to have him on this morning, and we didn't get a hold of him, but uh, just to spread the word, let people know that there is a great meal in Jonesboro that is free to the public tomorrow. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So if you go back and check out today's Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast, you'll hear all about my drama as I'm preparing for Thanksgiving. I have a little bit of an issue. Uh, we detail that. We talk about The free Jonesboro community Thanksgiving meal, which is coming up tomorrow. We talked to Dr. Shane Spites. Why are we seeing COVID numbers increase? We talked to Adam Sarton, Christmas at the park. We talked to Brandy Hodges about love your library. Dr. Kevin Reed with some great advice on pet safety for Thanksgiving. Plus a really crazy story on a chameleon that was sick. Uh, All of that on today's podcast. It is the Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast available wherever you get podcasts. 
Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? The series premiere of Hawkeye on Disney+, Plus. the second season premiere of The New Saved by the Bell on Peacock, and for Thanksgiving Day football, the Detroit Lions host the Chicago Bears, the Dallas Cowboys host the Las Vegas Raiders, and the New Orleans Saints host the Buffalo Bills. And hope you guys have a great day and a great weekend and a happy Thanksgiving. And we'll talk to you back here Friday morning, Black Friday on Brandon Baxter in the morning.